I'm going to even say that backwards. Wow. Somebody kissed that on the way home. Woo-wee. Has this been a great day? Come on, give. I'm so excited. Uh, I really don't understand why God was kind enough to let me be here. Uh, but I'm so excited. I want to thank Randy and Tiffany. Uh, for letting me just be, I would just be hanging out. That would be cool. I wouldn't have to speak at all. Uh, I'm just enjoying being around you, being energized, being blessed. And let's give it up for these speakers. I mean, y'all have been, uh, if your life has not been changed, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Uh, so thank Randy and thank you for this personal growth day. Uh, and I have, y'all, I have the privilege of bringing what I call Mm, my sweet thing, uh, my uh, inspiration. Uh, she is, um, ooh wee. I'm, I'm sorry, I started having flashbacks and we had to go to that room over there. <coughs> so I got to hold up, hold up on that. Uh, but uh, she is what I call my good thing. She is what I call the queen. Uh, she is my wife. Uh, we've been blessed to be married for 27 years, and I, and I don't know who's single around here, but I want her to raise her hand, stand up, just in case you got some people that's looking at her, because the girl does look good. And if she don't tell you, I'm telling you, she's happily married. <clears throat> she got a bunch of children. Don't, don't even come there. I'm just letting you know that. Uh, so, but thank you again for blessing us to be here. This is, wow. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to calm down because it's just jacked me up <clears throat> in a good way. <sighs> All right. A woman was driving down the street and a car cut off. She rolled down the window, threw her fist at the person. Anybody been there before? <clears throat> Yelled obscenities out at the, at the person, so loud that the police heard her. Girlfriend was teed off to the highest degree of teativity. I mean, she was hotter than fish grease. She was mad, y'all. And suddenly, a siren went off, and the police pulled her over. The woman began to question the police officer. What did I do wrong? Was I speeding? The officer said, no, ma'am. It wasn't speeding. He said, well, did I run the light? He said, no. Didn't run the light. Well, why did you pull me over? The officer said, I suspect that this car must be stolen. The lady said, why do you think that this car is stolen? I'm the owner. The officer said, ma'am, I saw you get very upset 
with the person who cut you off. I mean, you threw your fist at him, added the middle finger toward him. You were upset. And you gave additional unpleasantries. I mean, you were hot. The reason why I suspect that this car is stolen is because on the back of your car is a bumper sticker that says, Jesus loves you. <laughs> and so do I. <laughs> Ma'am, your action did not display any love toward the person, so I suspect that you must be driving a stolen car. <laughs> Giving grace to people is not a common practice in our society, even in relationships. But if you want to have a healthier, satisfying, and long-lasting relationship, both personally and professionally, you must practice the principles to build better relationships. There is a verse in the Bible that gives us these principles that we can practice, and it will prove to improve your relationship. Can I share it with you? Yes. Here's what the word says. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Building better relationships comes from love acting differently. And if we understand that we are created for community, we take our cues from a person, from the person who created life and relationships. And our relationship will be filled with harmony, love, joy, and endless perfection, endless, endless possibilities. Prior to this verse that Jesus gave, he said to them, be merciful just as your father also is merciful. Hmm. Mercy, what is it? It's compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone within it's your power to punish or harm them. Grace is giving someone what they don't deserve. Mercy is not giving someone what they do deserve. So it's the backdrop of this that Jesus says to us, judge not. What does it mean to judge? Glad you asked that question. Judge means to separate, to pronounce an opinion. It's an expressing a bad opinion of someone else's behavior, often because, eh, you think you know better. Judgment in this sense is taking divine privileges, which do not belong to us. It's a transgression against the royal law of love. It's an invasion of divine prerogative. Not only does vengeance belong to God, but also judgment does not belong to us. So Jesus says, judge not. The reason why he says judge not is because we don't know the whole story and what people are going through. Therefore, he says, you and I are to give the benefit of the doubt because we don't know the whole story. Uh, Sometime ago, I was, uh, y'all, I was working on my beach body. <laughs> y'all laughed a little bit too hard on that. I'm, you should have seen me two uh, weeks ago. It's better now. 
But y'all, I was working on my beach body and I like to swim. Uh, and so my goal was 32 laps. And around lap 17, I started feeling this water splashing on me as this person in the other lane was passing me by. Now, besides me being annoyed that he was swimming faster than me, I'm upset that the brother is splashing water on me. I mean, look, good swimmers have minimal splash. And, you know, while he was doing that, I'm talking in myself, in my mind. Y'all, I'm talking about him really bad. I'm being censorious, being severely critical of him because real swimmers splash little water. And so I've made up these negative stories in my mind, in my head about this person as we're swimming. Of course, he is constantly passing me by and, you know, I'm getting upset even more because you can swim faster than me on top of that. And so, but when I finally finished, despite all the opposition, I got out the pool and something said, look in the other lane. I saw a man with one leg. Shane gripped me due to my judgmental thoughts. And instead of being judgmental, I should have been admiring the man, asking him how I could swim faster. Because he's, y'all, he's swimming faster than me with one leg. <laughs> I should have asked him about his story. So I have to understand, and God has fixed it where you and I can only see one side at a time. Can I prove it to you? I have, let's see, I think I have Kathy and I have Tiffany. Come on up here for me for just a quick second. They're going to come up here. Yeah, give them a hand. Give them a hand. I caught them when they were getting the carrots in there. That's pretty good. All right, so, y'all know what to do. They come a little bit closer. Okay, so, uh, now I can see what's going on in front of me. But I have no idea what they're doing behind me. Are they doing anything? They're supposed to be doing something. Are they doing something? What? Okay, I have no idea what they're doing. They're supposed to be doing something. Okay, they, oh. So I don't know what's going on behind me, but I do know what's going on in front of me. Now, y'all, whatever they were doing, I want you to do when I turn around. <clears throat> okay? Here we go. Oh, oh, now they want to stop what they were doing. <clears throat> so now I can see what's going on behind me, them, but I don't know what's going on in front of me, right? What are y'all doing back there? I can't see what y'all doing. <laughs> I see I feel something, but I don't know. Okay. Why is that? Is it because we cannot see the whole story? We cannot see all sides. We can only see one side. Did I say one side? One side at a time. Thank you very much. Give my hand. Give my hand. It was uh, Ion uh, McLaren said this. Be kind. 
For everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you do not know anything about. Everyone's experience is unique. And we can only fully understand someone's experience if we get into their circumstances. And even then, nor can we predict how we're going to act in their shoes. We don't know their actions, their behavior, or personality, and we don't know what will happen. But if we understand what they're going through and see what's going on underneath, then maybe we won't be so judgmental. How do you know when you're judgmental? Hmm. You know when you're judgmental when you are quick to make an assumption about others without knowing the whole story. Anybody know anybody like that? Judgmental people don't take responsibility for their own actions. They blame others for their mistake. Anybody know anybody like that? I hope they're not sitting next to you. <laughs> judgmental people are, have a superiority complex. You think that you are better than everybody else, and you are never. Did I say never? You are never wrong. Know anybody like that? Uh-oh. You have a double standard. You can criticize others, but they can't criticize you for the same thing. Because when you do it, it ain't wrong. Anybody know anybody like that? <laughs> what does it mean to give the benefit of the doubt? It's believing something good about someone rather than something bad, not jumping to conclusions about their actions, intentions, or trustworthiness. People's behavior is often influenced by various factors such as environment, emotions, or external circumstances. Y'all, I found a study suggesting that people who gave others the benefit of the doubt was happier in relationships. According to the Greater Good magazine, researchers found that people who gave the benefit of the doubt all the time were happier compared to the people who always blame other folk. There's a book called The Other Side of the Story. And in that book, it shares stories and strategies uh, for giving others the benefit of the doubt. There was one story uh, about a man who was wrongfully accused of stealing from his workplace. And despite evidence against him, his boss gave him the benefit of the doubt and investigated further. It turned out that the man was innocent and the real thief was caught. Overall, giving the benefit of the doubt can lead, here it is, to positive outcomes and stronger relationships. It can be a powerful tool for understanding compassion. So if you want to have better relationship, you got to do what? Give the benefit of the doubt. That's something else in there. He said, condemn not. That means, condemn means to pronounce guilty, uh, to sentence, or to punish. And some of us have declared people guilty without even hearing their side of the story. I know that's not you. That's maybe the person that's next to you, but not you, not you, not you, not you. And so Jesus here is addressing the practice of assuming the right to criticize and condemn people. 
even if the person is guilty of the act, we still don't have the right to condemn someone. This is God's role, not ours. Now, to be clear, uh, Jesus is not ruling out legitimate usefulness uh, in terms of discernment, uh, dis uh, discipline, or decision in the court. But he is admonishing listeners to discontinue their tendency to criticize and find fault with others because love acts differently. How? Not only do they give the benefit of the doubt, but they also give commendation sometimes rather than condemnation all the time. In essence, Jesus says that we should treat people with compassion. We ought to seek out to help, not to hurt, compliment, not to criticize, assist, not to afflict, release, not reprimand, support, not sinners, walk with, not walk away from them. Y'all, y'all ain't feeling me like I need you to. Let me see if I can do it this way. There's a scene in the Bible where Jesus is teaching in the synagogue. And while teaching, some religious leaders interrupt his teaching, and they brought a woman to her, him caught in adultery. First thing is, why do you only just bring the woman? Where's the man? Okay. So the law said that she should be stoned to death, but they asked the question, eh, Jesus, what do you say? And Jesus flips the script on them. He surprised them with the answer. He says, whoever, did I say whoever? Whoever has not sinned, throw the first stone. Then he stooped down and started writing again. Now, the story does not tell us what did Jesus write on the ground. But whatever he wrote, it caused everybody from the oldest to the youngest to leave the place. I don't know if he wrote some stuff that they ain't told people about. I don't know what it is. But when he wrote it, they left. And so Jesus highlights the importance of compassion and forgiveness. And when we are others, when others are caught in adultery, doing wrong, are caught in a wrong thing, are you quick to criticize? To do so is to act as though you never did anything wrong. It's God's role to condemn, not ours. Our role is to give mm -hmm, commendations and show compassion instead of condemnation all the time. Recognizing that your harmful habits, when you recognize that, you need to start changing some things. And then you start looking for ways to help people rather than hurt them. So Jesus didn't condemn the woman uh, who was accused of adultery. Neither did he, he ignore their or her sin. But he did say to go and sin no more. What did Jesus do for her? Hmm. He gave her a new lease on life by declining to throw the stone. Ooh. Do you decline throwing stones when somebody's been caught doing wrong? Y'all, it was Tim Elmore. He said that we are either fountains or drains in relationships. Fountains 
and drains have two opposite functions. Fountains overflow with water. Fountains overflow with water. And the question is, are you a fountain <laughs> or a drain? Hmm. In relationships, we do either one. We're a fountain or a drain. They either flow with compliments, with praise, that's a fountain. Encouragement, that's a fountain. Or a drain. You drain people out of their energy through criticism and condemnation. They either refresh the life in you or they suck the life out of you. Ask your neighbor, which one are you? <clears throat> go on, go and ask somebody right next to you, which one are you? <laughs> don't answer too loud, don't answer too loud. <clears throat> now, here's something else I've discovered. <clears throat> I've discovered that there are famous fountains around the world. They got the Trebi Fountain in Rome. You got Madrid Fountain in Barcelona. Uh, you have the Swan Fountain in Philadelphia here. Can you name any famous drains? <laughs> Hello? <clears throat> I'm waiting. <clears throat> no? You can't name a famous drain out of all these people here. I know y'all are brilliant people. That's why you're here. But you can't name a famous drain? Oh! Ouch! <laughs> but she didn't give the name, so that doesn't count. <laughs> So here it is. You can't name a famous dream because there isn't one. <clears throat> Relationships improve when you find ways to support and serve others rather than give them a sentence. How you treat others is how you will be treated. One of the speakers said earlier, it's the principle of sowing and reaping. Three things happen when you sow and reap. Can I give it to you real quick? First of all, Whatever you plant, that's what you're going to reap. So if you sow criticism, you're going to get not compliments, you're going to get criticisms. You're not going to get it today. It's going to be later on because it takes time for it to grow. You're going to get it later on, and then whatever you sow, you're going to get much more of the same kind. So if you sow criticism, you get much criticism, and you get it later on, and you get much more of what you sow. But if you sow compliment and praise, you get compliments and praise later on, and you get much more than you got before, especially when you need it. Hmm. Giving commendations sometimes instead of condemnation all the time has a plethora of benefits. Can I give a few? Praise can, man, uh, 
motivate you and encourage people to continue their good behavior, especially when people feel disheartened and unappreciated. Combinations can also help strengthen relationships by creating positive and supportive environments. Commendations and praise can also help boost your self-esteem and confidence and influence you to have great well-being and performance. Focusing on a person's pluses, you can create a positive environment where people feel, here it is, valued, appreciated, and satisfied. Hmm. If you want to develop satisfying relationships, Give the benefit of the doubt. Give combination sometimes rather than condemnation all the time. But y'all, there's one more thing they said in that verse. That is that if we want to enhance any relationship, love, this going to hurt, forgives. Jesus gives us command to forgive and promises that divine forgiveness will come in return, which means that not only do I give the benefit of the doubt, not only do I give condemnation sometimes rather than condemnation all the time, I also give a person another chance. <laughs> now, uh, to forgive means to set free, release, put away, or dismiss. Forgiveness means absolving the debt and offering love and goodness in return. Uh, this command is concerned with forgiving someone, here it is, who has mistreated you, wounded you, betrayed you, abused you, or even hurt you. Y'all ain't even fitting me yet. Uh, let me, allow me to uh, pull a transcript from my own experience. During the best friend stage, headed to the commitment stage of the Queen and I relationship, y'all, I made a mistake that caused me hmm, to create a problem in our relationship. And let me put a parenthetic pause there. Somebody was asking, why do I call her the Queen? Uh, well, the Bible says to Adam, when God was talking to Adam, he said, whatever you call it, that's what it is. So when he brought the animals and all that, whatever he called it, that's what it is. And so God gave me this principle that if I call her queen, first of all, she was a gift from God, number one. Number two, she's royalty, so I have to call her queen. And so God was kind enough to give me this gift that's a royal gift that keeps on unraveling and keeps on showing more blessings and more blessings all the time. So I have to understand what he has given me is a precious gift in her. And so when I started calling her the queen, that meant she's royalty. And if she's queen, then she will not allow me to have any concubines around. <laughs> Y'all are catching on the way home. But whatever you call it, that's what it is. So if I call her queen, then I respect her. I bow down to her when they're necessary, because, man, you need to understand that. <clears throat> but also, it's the idea that if I have royalty in me, I don't need anybody else. 
And because of what I call her, we also call our children certain names. I call my son's champ, and I call my daughter's princess because they are royalty as well. At least they got the queen. I'm a peasant sometimes. <laughs> court jester. It just depends on the situation. But here's the point. Whatever we call it, that's what it is. So if I call my spouse a B word and she starts barking and biting at me, <laughs> could it be whatever I call it, that's what she is? So you got to be careful what you call things and what you call people. Just wanted to throw that. That's the end for free, y'all. That's for free. <clears throat> that's for free. <clears throat> Back to the story. Back to the story. <clears throat> so, uh, we were in our relationship, uh, and I made a mistake. I made a mistake while we were in a relationship, uh, and so my actions hurt our relationship, uh, so much so that we stopped talking to each other. During that season, I lost 25 pounds in less than a week. Time would not allow you to share the details of the story. But... I will share with you, uh, I can share it with you later on if you want to hear it. But here's the deal. The relationship was basically over. We moved from best from friends to best friends, headed to committed relationship, and then I did some stupid stuff, and it was supposed to be over. But in the midst of me hurting her, y'all, she helped me. Don't miss that point. She called my older brother and said, your brother needs help. Because a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for the time of adversity. After our creative discussion, another word for argument, I told her, you know what, I won't be calling you anymore. Uh, and uh, I'm just turning the situation over to God, and if he does it, that's fine. At the same time, y'all, I was hoping and praying, God, Lord, please, Jesus, I need you to intervene right now. <clears throat> I don't need to do what I'm doing, but I have messed up. I have screwed up, and Lord, please, in the name of Jesus, please get me back in this situation. At the time, we discovered that when you can't talk to the person about the problem, you can always talk to God about the person. <clears throat> always talk to God about the person. And we also discovered that once you understand that God is doing some things in your life, that adversity can come. So, we didn't talk for about two or three weeks. After two weeks, I got a call from the queen. Woo. Saying, we need to talk. We met, and she said these words. I really want to give you your eviction notice to our relationship. <laughs> Y'all laughing too hard over there. But God won't let me. <clears throat> He reminded me that I'm not perfect, 
and I too have made mistakes. And he, God, has forgiven me and gave me another chance. God showed me that he didn't leave me in my time of turmoil. So, since God forgave me, <sighs> I'm forgiving you. Since God gave me another chance, I'm giving you another chance. Y'all, she helped me when I was hurt. She helped me when I was hurting her on top of that. And then she walked with me. Did I say walk with me? Walk with me through my time of turmoil. Y'all, I started singing that old classic song by Peaches and Herb. Y'all probably don't remember it. Reunited. <clears throat> you probably don't know anything about that. Let me give you a few lyrics. I was a fool to ever leave your side. Me minus you is such a lonely ride. The breakup we had made me lonesome and sad. I realized I love you because I want you so bad. Hey, hey. <laughs> I spent the evening with the radio. Regret the moment that I let you go. Our quarrels were such a way of learning so much. I know I love you because I need your touch. Hey, hey. <laughs> Reunited and it feels so good. Somebody know it. <laughs> Reunited. Because we understood there's one perfect fit. And sugar, this one is it. We both are so excited because we are mm, 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 reunited. Somebody got it. <clears throat> Y'all, when we got married, June 8, 1996, I was not going to be the one that just stand by the pastor and wait for her to come down the aisle. I danced down the aisle. <clears throat> Myself and my whole crew came down the aisle because we were excited because joy had been there. It could have been lost, but watched it. Because she gave me another chance, life was a whole lot better for me and for her. And now, 27 years later, we are still, did I say still? Still, not just married, but joyfully married. We are happy. We love each other more now than we loved before. And it's because of these principles that I'm trying to give to you. Because God will do something if you just give somebody another chance. Here's what the Bible says. Be kind and love to each other. Forgive just like the same God has forgiven you. And the Bible also said that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If God has forgiven us of our sins, which are many, why can't we forgive somebody else of their sins? Amen. I know it's not easy. I ain't saying it's easy. But that's why you need the help of God to do so. Because forgiveness is really for you. Forgiveness, forgiving someone can uh, have a numerous benefits in relationship. It can help you mentally, 
emotionally, spiritually, and your well-being. Forgiveness ooh, allows for relationships to reset and stay on a path toward growth and improving connections. Couples of friendship who practice forgiveness are more likely to enjoy longer and more satisfying relationships. Lack of forgiveness stirs up negative emotions and increased conflicts in relationship. So here's a study. Just in case you want to have lower blood pressure and uh, <clears throat> as Ben talked about better health and all that, here's the study. The study said that people who forgave had lower levels of depression, anxiety, hostility, as well as reduced substance abuse. Research also shows that releasing ooh, ooh, grudges and, benef uh, and uh, bitterness can lead to a huge decrease in your negative emotions, increase your higher self-esteem, and then give you a greater life satisfaction, all because you decided to give somebody another chance. So if we give the benefit of the doubt, if we, hmm, give condemnation sometimes rather than condemnation all the time, and if we give somebody another chance, then wonderful things can happen. Of course, you need the help of the Holy Spirit, but marriage would be marvelous, divorce would decrease, relationship would be renewed, spouses would not split up, families would not be fractured, holding grudges would cease, Resentment would be released. Hatred would be halted. Our world, your world, would be a better place. Start off with forgiving just one person that God brings to your mind and see what will happen. Oh, it's in the next verse. Can I tell you what would happen? Can I get a volunteer? Wherever you are, just raise your hand. I just need a volunteer. I see you. Okay, right there, right there. All right, stay right there. I'm coming to you. Who's the volunteer? All right, this is right here. So here's a bowl just for you. So this verse says that if we do the previous things, if we, what, what is it, give the benefit of the doubt, if we give commendation sometimes rather than condemnation all the time, and if we give the person another chance, the verse says that God will pour into you good measures. So not the other person, God gets involved. Do you know how much stuff God has? He has a lot of stuff. So he said that he would get involved. And uh, since it's Halloween coming up, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, here's the bull. She's been practicing. He does that. that no, that ain't enough. <clears throat> because he's appreciating for what you have done. So what you give, he's giving back to you. But, you know, he gives with interest compounded daily, just like the IRS. So he gives it to you that way. So he does this. Okay. But then it says, wait a minute. 
that's not enough. So he shakes it up and presses it down because that's not enough. Oh, man, I need another glass of that. Let's see, is this the one that's, yeah, okay. Because she followed the principles now. All right, sit down, sit down, yeah, yeah. Because he gives more. He's pressing down to give more. And then, ooh, it says not only does he press down, shaken together, then he gives into, and if now it's overflowing. Oh, wait a minute, that's not enough. Hold on. Sometimes God will open up a new bag of blessings for you. And he start pouring in, and guess what? Not only is she being blessed, but guess what? Who's around her? You are, you are, you are, and guess what? Because they are around her, they get blessed too. And what's smart, if, if she's getting blessed, maybe you ought to start coming close around her. Y'all feeling me? Y'all ain't got it yet. You want some candy? Come around her. If you want some candy, come around her. If you want it, it's available for you. Somebody finally got it. Come around. If you want to be blessed, come around her. It's overflowing. She cannot keep it all. Keep the candy. It's blowing. It's growing. She has it all because of what she did. Keep it going. If you want it. Now, if you don't want to be blessed, stay way over there. But if you want to be blessed, get close to the person who's giving out. Somebody got it now. It's overflowing. And guess what? It keeps on overflowing. Have you discovered that God has no limit to his blessings? He has no limit. But if I want to have better relationships, then what I need to do is tap into what he has asked us to do. What did he ask us to do? He says, give the benefit of the doubt. Because you and I do not know the whole story. He says, give commendation sometime rather than condemnation all the time. And he says, forgive. That is, give somebody another chance. And if you do, then God will start giving to you and the blessings will overflow. Thank you.